Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today, I'm going to discuss something with you. But first, I have an ask. If you've been following me or listening to the podcast for any period of time and you're enjoying it, which I know many of you are because you reach out to me on Instagram at the Mike Ayala, which if you haven't, go ahead and DM me. Let me know what you're learning. Let me know how it's helped you grow in your life. Um, but anyway, here's my real ask. Um, if you're enjoying the podcast, if you would please just take a minute and go leave me a review on iTunes uh, preferably a five-star review, and maybe just tell me there and tell the audience there how my podcast has helped you or how me showing up for you every week has helped you. Um, I would greatly appreciate that. And, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not an ego-driven guy in the sense that, you know, I need a whole bunch more reviews, but um, I really want to get the message out there, you know, around mindset and financial freedom. And I've had so many people in my life that have helped me so much and a lot of them, you know, come on the podcast. And, and in order to continue that and to get more amazing guests on the show, um, it's just easier to do that when we have more reviews and, and people can see really the impact that the show is making on them. So, you know, whether it's helping me find more listeners in order to expand their mindset, if I've helped you do that, um, you know, we owe it to continue um, giving that back. So, um, you know, I don't, I, like I said, I don't ask for a whole lot, but I was really just feeling led this morning to... Um, you know, just ask for that because a lot of us are super busy. Um, you know, it's really hard to take time out of our schedules to, um, you know, just take five minutes and, and go leave somebody a review like that. But I would just greatly appreciate it if you did it. Um, it would help me just, like I said, reach more people. And, and you know, if I've, if I've given something in your life, um, that's one way that you can pay it back to other people who need to hear this message. So anyway, on to today's podcast. So here's the thing I've been thinking about, and I don't have a direct answer for you today. I'm just going to challenge your thinking a little bit, and this is what I'm thinking through currently. Um, so again, I don't have an outcome today other than to prod thinking in your mind. So here's the thing that I want to say to you. The rules have changed, and I think you guys probably know that. I think you're probably aware of it, but let's really take a quick little deep dive on this, and let's talk about a few things that I think we just need to make sure that we anchor and solidify in our lives. The rules have changed. And it's super important that we understand that. And there's this concept that Keith Cunningham talked about in his book, um, The Road Less Stupid. Great book. If you haven't read it, pick that book up. Um, he's a billionaire. Um, lots and lots of sage wisdom. And what I love about this guy is it's, it's just super practical. It's stuff that you can apply in your life. And it's just, you know, it's the things that he did in order to get to where he is. Um, and it's, you know, not a, not a lot of fluff. Um, but one of the things that he talks about in there a lot is thinking time. And every single morning, he spends 45 minutes in thinking time. Now, you don't have to do that. If you spent five minutes in thinking time, if you spent 10 minutes, whatever you can allocate, um, I would just encourage you to start um, spending some time thinking because we don't spend enough downtime really thinking through challenges, problems, and also 
Um, you know, there's a lot of conversation around vision boards and, and thinking about the future and all of that, but we also need to think about risk and we need to think about how the rules have changed. And so I would encourage you, even if you just do this for the next seven days and see how you feel about it, spend five minutes, 10 minutes every morning, get a pen, get a piece of paper and write down a question for yourself. How have the rules changed in real estate investing? How have the rules changed in business? How have the rules changed around government and freedom, et cetera? So I'm telling you right now, the rules have changed. And again, you're probably aware, aware of that, but we're in an interesting time because even as I think through and I look at, you know, our real estate portfolio and the manufactured housing space, the rules have changed. When I think about, you know, the businesses that we run and operate, the rules have changed. As I said, um, you know, the way that we go to dinner has changed. And so if I told you a year and a half, two years ago that, you know, there was going to be lockdowns all over the world and that we were not going to be able to travel. We weren't going to be able to get on an airplane without masks in the U S I remember literally traveling to Asia and you know, this is, I mean, even as of two years ago, I was in Japan. Um, I remember traveling and just looking around and a lot of the Asians, you know, were wearing masks and stuff. And I just always thought it was a little bit odd, but if I told you that you were going to get on an airplane, if you even could get on an airplane, and you were going to have to wear a mask and the entire plane was going to be full of people with masks. And everywhere you looked, there was going to be stickers on the ground that said, stand on this sticker. Like we're being programmed and I'm not here to get political, but we're literally being programmed to like stand in lines. And there's stickers on the floor everywhere telling us where to stand. If I had told you two years ago that the, that literally just like six months later, the entire world was going to be locked down and there was going to be no food and there was going to be no toilet paper. You'd, you'd call me a nutcase. And so the rules have changed around everything. I heard a statistic, no, it's not even a statistic. I heard yesterday that the World Health Organization, and I've yet to confirm this, but it's from a credible source, the World Health Organization has a pact that they created and 70 countries have signed this pact on standardizing the health requirements around COVID, regarding travel, regarding masks, regarding um, you know airplane travel, regarding everything. Just and and you know we wonder like why these countries are still shutting down and and doing all this stuff simultaneously, and it's because the rules have changed. Like the World Health Organization has literally created a pact that seventy countries have signed that are standardizing the way that they control us, guys, and so. The rules have changed and how does this affect us right now? Like, I'm not saying this to, you know, I've had, I, <laughs> literally sometimes I put on my, my, my tinfoil hat and, and, you know, I've had some, I don't have conversations like this with everybody because I don't want to scare the crap out of people. But at the same time, we've got to wake up. Um, you know, we got to look at what's really going on around us. And I've had some, you know, conversations with some friends at dinner and stuff, et cetera. And, you know, some people have told me, yeah, but we can't get over into fear. I, I'm not scared. Um, I'm not scared at all. There's nothing in me that is scared. Um, I'm mentally preparing for what I know is coming and the rules have changed. And we've been saying this for years. Um, and, and people, you know, Robert Kiyosaki said this for you. A lot of people have been sounding the alarm for years around this stuff. The thing is, is it takes time for, um, you know, change to happen and it happens slowly over time. And then all of a sudden, boom, it happens quickly. And that's what's happened recently. A lot of stuff that's been, you know, I, I don't want to get over into the dark side, but whether it's intentional, non-intentional, whatever, you know, if COVID came out of nowhere and it's a just truly, you know, just a, a virus and the, the government and people that are in power see opportunity to control and grab. And whether it is fear-based or whatever, 
Um, and whether they actually genuinely believe it, I, I, I'm not here to answer any of that. I'm telling you, though, that the rules have changed. And so, again, how does this apply to us? I mean, we need to think about a lot of things. There's a lot of conversations around Bitcoin and decentralization. And, um, you know, one of the greatest books that I've ever read and one of the greatest men that I've ever met is um, Ed, Ed Griffin, the creature from Jekyll Island. And he's been saying this stuff for a long time. When the, since the Federal Reserve was created in the early 1900s, the value of the dollar has dropped 97%. And when we look around today, you know, there's, there's all this talk about how inflation's coming. Well, this has been being said for a long time. Like when you print the amount of money that the United States has printed over the last, uh, I mean, ever since we came off the gold standard, really, when you look at that, it happened slowly over time. But at every single stage of the government printing money, people were saying, you know, inflation is going to be coming. You can't have a fiat currency. You can't be creating this level of money. And then all of a sudden you hit 2008 and, and we've got this skyrocket of printing. And I remember a time just, again, talking about the rules being changed. I remember one of the big conversations after 08 was there was always a fight around raising the debt ceiling. We're going to raise the debt ceiling a little bit more. We got to raise the debt ceiling a little bit more because we got to print more money. And that was always a fight. It was always an argument. We're not even talking about that anymore. There's not even a debt ceiling anymore. The Federal Reserve, look this up. This isn't me being crazy. The Federal Reserve literally recently has stopped reporting on the M1 money supply. They're not even telling us anymore what amount of money they're putting into the market because they're printing so quickly. And so people keep saying that, you know, inflation's coming, inflation's coming, inflation's coming. Well, look around. And this is the, this is the simple part of it. Like is our, our asset prices, our, our assets going up in value, like, you know, housing and, and, uh, Bitcoin and all this stuff, or is the value of the dollar finally plummeting? And I would argue that the value of the dollar is finally plummeting. Um, that has nothing to do necessarily with the rules changing, but here's the thing. That's gonna. That's allowing them to change the rules extremely quick. And so I'm not saying any of this is going to happen. I want you to go think about all this stuff. But when it comes to real estate investing, you know, interest rates are at an all-time low. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be doing some more deep dives on this specifically about what I'm thinking through. But here's the thing that I know for sure. Um, I'm a pretty, I have a pretty high tolerance for risk. And I'm starting to analyze everything that's going on through the lens of risk, because I have no control over how fast and quickly the government and the governments of the world across the board are manipulating um, everything, the entire systems. And so we have not a lot of control over that. So what we really need to think about is what can we control in life and how can we hedge against that? And so when it comes to real estate, I'm still a fan of real estate. I think long-term real estate is going to be great. Um, we're actually in the process right now of selling off a third of our portfolio just because, not because we're scared, not because... Um, you know, things have gone bad actually through COVID. Our, our tenants have actually performed very well. Um, you know, we've always had the thesis that affordable housing is the place to be, which is, you know, where we're at. We have 35 mobile home park communities. Have we had challenges? Absolutely. We've had some challenges along the way. Um, you know, construction stopped. We had to close down our construction company for a little bit through COVID. Um, it's really hard to get new homes. It's hard to get materials. We had to downsize our, our em employees and our team just like everybody else had to do. So yeah, we've had challenges, but I'm still optimistic and I'm still bullish on affordable housing long-term. But when we look at you know interest rates, and again, I don't have an answer for you guys today. I'm just going to point out what you may think is the obvious, um, but the rules have changed. And so interest rates are at an all-time low. There's literally a bill right now. I'm sitting at, I, I think it's uh, April 20th or something. 
2021. So there's literally a bill right now that Congress is, you know, debating. It's another part of the the stimulus package that's just going to keep on coming. Um, what they're talking about is if COVID has affected you in any way, you can basically just take a mortgage. And and they're, t- you know, a lot of this has been, um, you know, with uh, government backed loans recently. But what they're talking about now is even private loans, um, you know, non FHA and Fannie and all that, even those private loans, um, the government's willing to step in and allow you to um, ex- basically redo your loan on 40 years, which means that people's principal payments are going to drop a ton. It means that their monthly payments are going to drop a ton. So, um, you know, for a long time, we've talked about your house being a, not being an asset, which I agree with generally. I- I've always owned a house because you have to live somewhere and I want the security and I don't ever want a landlord to tell me what to do. And I want to be able to fix my home how I want. And so is your home an asset? I don't think it's necessarily been an asset, but I don't look at it that way. For me, it's like a way of life. My it's, it's a home for my family. It's security for me. Um, but when you think about, um, the rules changing debt is the new asset. That's a new rule that exists in this system. Debt was never an asset. I mean, that could be argued, but debt is definitely an asset at this point in time, because it is Debt is at a point today that is lower than than the um, the interest rate that's being charged is definitely lower than inflation is going to hit. So you can literally borrow money at two point seven five or three percent interest, and it's going to be less than inflation over um, the next forty years. There's no way over forty years that inflation um, it doesn't outpace two point seven five or three percent. So literally, debt is the new asset. That's one of the ways that the rules have changed. And so when we look at you know your house and and, and a personal residence and being able to lock that in for 40 years. Um, again, the rules have changed. And, and if you're a tenant um, and you can get financing, which I saw a thing yesterday that um, they're opening up a $25,000 uh, down payment from the government for like underprivileged certain markets, this kind of, um, that, that's a new rule that exists. And so all these people are able to get access to financing. And so if you can get access to financing, you know, I'm not telling you what to do, but maybe you want to think about well, and again, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but this is how a rule has changed. Um, if if the price of real estate continues to climb and people buy investment properties at a higher price, then that means that the cost of the monthly rent has to go up eventually. And so, you know, I, every everything's upended and you've got to think through that stuff. And, um, you know, I don't know how many of my listeners are actually tenants, you know, renting apartments or whatever. I have no idea, but but the reality is whether you're on the landlord side, whether you're on the investing side, whether you're on the tenant side, you got to think about all this stuff. And so, um, you know, can landlords get their interest rate locked in at 2.75, 3%? It's a lot harder when you got, uh, you know, multiple investment properties to get the type of financing that you can on your, you know, your home that you live in. And so that's the kind of stuff that we got to think about. Um, business, you know, the business environment that we're in, it's completely changed too. The rules have changed. There's so much access to money right now. I literally got another email the other day that said, Hey, you can have more EIDL and there's all these payroll tax credits and everything. And by the way, I'm not saying that I agree or disagree with any of this. I'm just, I'm just stating, I'm just stating what's happening. And and I want you to think about it, um, around the rules changing, you know, COVID really showed us, um, what's, what's critical. Uh, what types of businesses are, you know, fundamental. The government basically told us who could stay open and who could be closed. So we have to think through that stuff. You know, we're always as business owners and entrepreneurs thinking like, you know, what problem do I need to solve? Um, Where are the most clients? You know, how do I, how do I open something that everybody's going to need? But the reality is COVID showed us immediately, like what, 
what is going to, what is going to thrive long-term and there's always going to be opportunity. Um, so the, again, the rules have changed and I just want you thinking through all that. Um, you know, when the government can come in and, and basically tell what businesses stay open and what don't, that that's pretty interesting. And then when we start seeing, you know, tax changes and, um, and again, I'm not here to report whether this is good or bad, but the, the new incentive around, um, you know, meals for business, being able to write off hundred percent of that. I think that's a smart move, but you know, the government basically said you can go out and any money that you spend as a business owner, that's a business meeting, you can write off hundred percent of that. Well, what's the point of that? It's to get the restaurants coming back. Right. Um, so anyway, we really need to be thinking about how the rules have changed. The rules have changed around health. Um, the rules are going to continue to change. You know, they're, they're potentially going to tell us, you know, in certain places that, uh, you know, we have to have this COVID vaccine and we've got to have a card that we carry around in order to get on an airplane, in order to go to a store. Um, it's going to be on our phones, you know, the way that the, the phones are all interconnected and they know everything about us. It's just super interesting. And so we have to just be thinking about all of this. And again, you might be saying, Mike, you got a tinfoil hat on, um, you know, you're, you're fear mongering, whatever. I'm not scared guys. I'm not scared because I've been thinking through this stuff for a long time. And I'm preparing um, for an all-out assault on our freedom. And you know where that ends, I don't have the answer to that, but the rules have changed. And a lot of us have just sat back and, and um, uh, you know, we've just allowed it to happen. And so we really need to think about all this. Where's this going? Um, how does it affect me? How does it affect me long-term? You know, basically we've over, uh, like overnight went to a universal basic income. Everybody's getting checks. Um, we're just kind of buying into it. We're wearing masks wherever we want or wherever they want. It's not, I guess it's not wherever we want. No, some of us wear it wherever we want. Um, you know, I was at dinner with a guy the other night that has never put a mask on him and his wife. Their, their fundamental core value is freedom. And this podcast is called investing for freedom. And, you know, freedom is one of my core values. And when I was really listening to this guy, he's never put a mask on. He, they intentionally, you know, they said our lives going to be affected by this, but um, they haven't been on an airplane. They haven't been in an airport. They haven't been in a government building. They haven't, uh, you know, they haven't gone to grocery stores that require masks. They haven't shopped where they used to shop. Um, yeah. So I know it's extreme, but at the same time, you know, it just got me thinking about how much the rules have changed and how much we've just, you know, softened up to it and we're doing whatever we're told. So anyway, uh, I'm going to leave it at that. I want you to really just spend some time thinking about, you know, the rules around business and real estate and personal freedom in our life. And, you know, just look around. If we had said two years ago, if you would have painted a picture of what our life was going to look like today, you would have called me crazy. Well, I think we just need to look forward 12 months, 24 months, you know, five years, 10 years. What does the world look like? And again, we don't need to get over into fear. We don't need to put our head in the sand. But what we need to start doing is visioning and just thinking in our mind, knowing what we know today, what do we think the world's going to look like? And we need to start compensating and adjusting for that and just be prepared. And at the end of the day, like I said, I've got a high level of risk tolerance, but the reality is um, when it, the, my, my risk is calculated risk usually. Um, it's things that I can control and there's a lot of things that are out of my control right now. So am I saying I'm not investing? No, but I'm still investing. You know, we're out buying businesses. We're we're, um, we're raising capital still for the mobile home park space. And by the way, we're launching a fund here in the next couple of weeks around service businesses. So if you're interested in getting in on that or getting information around it, um, you know, this falls into that category of businesses that we think are going to, you know, remain functioning and, and profitable and, and needed everywhere. So text the word business to 
7519 and we'll get you on the list for that. But anyway, we need to be thinking through all that stuff. You know, what's going to happen with real estate? Are, is the government going to protect landlords or are they going to protect tenants? Um, what markets are going to be more landlord friendly than others? We've been talking about this for years, but you know, even some markets that were pretty landlord friendly before, some states that were pretty landlord friendly before are, you know, really changing their tune. And then the ones that were, you know, pretty tenant friendly, they're going all in on that. So just need to be thinking about all of that and how the rules have changed. So again, not trying to scare you, but you should think about all that. Um, as I said in the beginning of the show, if you've, uh, if you've enjoyed listening to the Investing for Freedom podcast, um, please just go uh, leave me a five-star review and tell me how it's helped you. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you'd take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.